D&D After Dark is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast starring three semi-professional actors and full-time parents. Previously on Dark Was the Night. The dynamic inquirers have made increasingly poor decisions as of late. Where we had last left off, this foolish duo had made their way back to 17 Shaftesbury, whereupon they discovered that their dear friend and confidant, one Walter Robinson, had succumbed to the fires that consumed his house and family, leaving only a journal instructing them through Carl's investigative practices to go to Big Ben, where answers and perhaps a life may yet be saved. After evading detection from both the forces of Adama Bot, the mysterious Baroness, as well as the <laughs> less than astute members of Scotland Yard, the duo made their way to the courtyards overlooking the halls of Parliament, whereupon they stumbled headfirst into the Feast of Poseidon, a lesser god if I do say so myself. There, they learned that the Home Secretary, one Matthews, was stepping down from his position. Stepping down, perhaps, unwillingly, as told by his bodyguard and manservant, Hugh. Jules was also able to encounter her old friend and fellow whore, one Isabel Lane. They had a brief conference where it turned out that Isabel knows that she is only to be wed to the new Home Secretary, but that his identity still has yet to be revealed. The duo made their way deeper and deeper into the recesses of this Parliament yard, whereupon they discovered two unsavory individuals guarding the entrance to Big Ben. They were able to dispatch them easily enough, but not before <laughs> announcing their presence. Up 300 feet, they walked the narrow hallways and stairwells of Big Ben, until at last they reached the summit, where they beheld Lewis, the previous henchman and right hand of Alistair Peab... No, not Alistair. Of Peabody. <laughs> holding the unconscious form of Robinson above the unforgiving grinding gears of Big Ben. Combat ensued. Fear, insanity, and poisonous ichor was flung back and forth until at last Carl, challenging Lewis to a duel, was clutched in his mammalian grip and the two of them went tumbling into the gears of Big Ben where naught but sinewy screams emerged. What will happen to Carl? How will Jules react to this unfortunate travesty? Well... Sit back and discover our tale on this episode of Dark Was the Night. <laughs> so you said there was a screaming and a creaking and a, like screaming, a crunching, creaking, Sin crunching, sinuous. and sinewy okay. screams. Yeah, okay. Is where we resume this terrifying consequential encounter. Oh, Jules, shoot. you, from your current position, your head would be just above enough to see 
looking back towards where you saw Lewis holding Carl, you would have just enough sight to see them go over the edge of the balcony into the gears where you immediately started hearing a horrifying Yeah, okay. It is your turn, Jules. Alright. The dog is still alive. Health-wise, would you say I'm feeling maybe... Give me a medicine check, Jules. 50%! <laughs> Not enough to jump in. Jump in! Jump, jump, jump. You might have well Eight. Jump. Eight. Odds or evens, Jules? <laughs> evens. Natural 20. Okay, so, well, so Jules, I, I mean, that doesn't completely negate your eight, but it gives you a little bit more information. <laughs> uh, Jules, um, you know that you're in your lower half of things. Okay. <clears throat> um. Not quite sure to what extent, but definitely half capacity. Uh, okay. Um. Dang, I like this one. I mean, it doesn't matter that the dog is there. I have to see if Carl. So I'm going to run up to the platform. Okay. Uh, disenga- disengaging or not? Oh, yeah, I'm a rogue. Definitely yes, disengaging. Okay, bonus action. Disengage. Going 5, 10, 15, 20. Gets you here. Give me a quick perception check. Hey, that's not bad at all, especially disadvantage. 18, uh, for the uh, 15 was the max DC to get everything that you need to get. Jules, you see three things of immediate note. One, of course, would be the unconscious form of Walter Robinson, kind of slumped over the railing. Uh, hands bound, gag in, but seemingly dead to the world. Uh-huh. Uh, you see what appears to be a large booted foot that is slowly sinking over the balcony. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the final thing you see is what appears to be a console with three levers immediately to the right of Robinson. To the console. Okay. That's uh, 25. There are three levers. Okay. Investigation? Go for it. Oh, shoot. I hate having disadvantage. Two natural 20s. Four. Four? Okay. I need a D6. Where are all my D6s? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, Thorns just hand you one. Perfect. Oh, <laughs> delightful. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I just need yeah. one. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> um, one, two would be the pattern above the first lever. Uh, three, four would be the pattern above the middle lever. And five, six would be the pattern above the third lever. Okay. Okay, so the first lever for this one to the left. like this immensely. It's a C. It's a C. You may now give me an intelligence check. (laughs) 
Oh, goody! I'm so intelligent. Oh no. That's a not great face. <gasps> well, Two natural 20s? no, I so I rolled a 19 and then I rolled a 20. So the 19 is an 18. <laughs> hey. That's fantastic. I know! <laughs> the DC was 16. Yay! Okay, Jules, as you are looking at these levers and you're feeling just an absolute dread as the kink, 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 seeming going in almost slow motion all around you. You remember very briefly upon seeing Lever and C how Carl had been talking to you about how uh, the horseless carriage is making a push across across, uh, all of London and that he actually knows of his associate who is starting to get his own uh, private motorized carriage and he was talking about all the different various uh, switches and levers that would go in the manual. He actually called it up. And one of the third things you noticed was that there were three levers in this material and how one of them had to be pulled in order to even move the other two. The clutch. Aha! Okay. Cool. So... It's going in the mind's <laughs> eye. Totally yep, no, totally in the mind's good. eye, this is all the information that's coming on right now. Well, okay. Now I have an action. <laughs> well, you also still have the free interact with object. I know. Well, so for, can, for my action, can I try to discern one of the other patterns? If you want to use your action thusly and get a re-roll, that is totally fine. But, I, because, well... Holding on to the interact with object, I understand. Is the interact with object, can that be the levers? Yes. Okay, cool, then yes, I want to I Use want to your re-roll. action to get another investigation. Yes, I will say I that interact. the DC is lowered. Uh, you need to get, um, you need to get a 10 in order to get both of them. Okay. A 5 to get one more. Okay, In the box. I didn't even look at what it was. Oh. What's in the box? Is that cocked? It's probably not. What's in the box? I will trust your call. I'd rather you call it. Oh, take it out of my hands, why don't you? No. Oh. It's like that's definitely not cocked. Okay, great. I'm sorry. I just have to push it down a little bit. So that means it's an eight. An eight? Okay. So not enough to get both. Yep. But enough to get one. Uh, one through three, the one on the left. Uh, four, five, six, the one on the right. Okay. Okay, so the one on the right. 50, okay. 50 chance. I have to think, I have to think about this. You're able to tell that it's the other one. <laughs> While we're paused. We're not paused. <laughs> this is the arrangement of the levers. Okay. Um, does my intelligence carry over? You may make a fresh intelligence roll. Dang it! <laughs> With disadvantage, there's no way I'm gonna get that good again. Oh, oh. Seven. It's a disadvantage, I know. bro. The DC was eight. Oh, uh. well, I rolled an eight, but I have a minus one. <sighs> Double arrows. 
It could mean reverse. It could mean speed up. It could mean... Shoot arrows. Shoot arrows. It could mean the clock hands. I could just kill you, or it could save you, depending on what I do here. This is this is the ultimate trolley situation. Do you throw the lever and kill me, or do you not throw the lever and kill me? I'm gonna die if you don't do anything. I know. Or I'm gonna die if you. I if I do the wrong thing. So you have like the the only option you have is to interact with it because there's only. A positive I'm gonna do the clutch and the action. other lever, not not the two arrow one. The clutch and the other level lever. Yep. Jules. I don't like this. Right hand. You seize the clutch. That's the left hand. <laughs> left hand. You seize the clutch. You bring it down. Oh my gosh! It is smooth, and you feel something click and latch amongst the other two levers. Your right hand comes up, dripping with sweat and the blood of the dog that you just <laughs> shot in the face. Right, left, right, left, left, pull it down. Oh my gosh! Okay. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> okay. The uh, screaming is still going, but the grinding has stopped. Okay. Um. Yeah, I need to see. I think I maybe have five more feet of movement left. So I'm going to thrust myself and look down to see what I'm seeing. Okay. Unfortunately, there's still a dog. There is. As you get right next to Robinson and peek over the edge, you have to do everything to keep the bile from slipping out. It is pulped flesh, broken bones. Um, you see Lewis's head is caught partially between two grinding gears. One of his eyes have absolutely just popped right out of the socket. And he's going, Aah! until his eye goes white with unconsciousness. And below him, you see a hand practically severed from the gears. It is still twitching. Okay. That's all I can do. Oh my gosh. <sighs> With that. Oh, okay. Sorry. That Carl, was really loud. <laughs> it is now your turn. And you may start by giving me an advantage. Oh, and saving I. Uh, Carl, you do not take the trap damage again. I fail my wisdom the saving throw. Fancy have that. stopped. Uh, advantaged, that's a save. Okay. Um. The symbiote probably says um, up with one, because you can do that. It says that uh, my symbiote, symbiote has a vested interest in my survival, takes steps to ensure it. When I fail a saving throw, I can choose to have, uh, it says, um, if I use this feature on a death saving throw, I succeed on a save and regain one hit point, regardless of the number rolled on the d20. Absolutely. So, Beautiful. So that uses up one of my um, hit dice, but I have one hit point. <clears throat> Carl, or I should say that which is not named, mm -hmm. you are 
currently completely pressed between two alternating gears positioned horizontally, and one of your legs is absolutely caught between the two lower uh, horizontal gears. You are currently pinched in two different points, and you know for a fact that your ribs are basically crushed. It's a miracle that your internal organs are intact. You definitely have a collapsed lung. Your left arm is pinched at the elbow above. Your right leg is caught at the ankle. You're fairly certain that foot is just gone. And that is where you are. You have one hit point. That's my turn. Uh, it goes, it, you don't get to get an action <laughs> that kind of stuff. You just go up to one. It's at the end of your turn. Just says, okay. It just says, I, because he has a vested interest in my survival, it doesn't matter what I rolled, it expends one of my hit dice and I have one hit point. Excellent. We take this omniscient scope, this narrative eye, and through the tortured screams, with a throat from beyond the stars ringing in the halls of Big Ben, we find ourselves once again in the study. The monochromatic flames flickering, leaving casted shadows lengthening hauntingly across the floor. Carl, you find yourself seized by your throat, lifted above your armchair, and the gaunt figure of yourself, eyes a putrid yellow, brought deep, the slitted green pupils, very familiar to your own. And what exactly do you think you're fucking doing with our body? thrusts you back into your armchair. Rocks back. Back forward. Things have been put in motion for years beyond you crawled out of your mother's twat. And you are running the risk of throwing it all away. The stars will not await us if you throw everything away. I haven't thrown everything away. I'm still here. <sighs> he starts to reach his hand towards you again and then clenches his finger, stops, and pulls back. As he moves over to the fireplace, that gaunt, stretched visage of your own flickering, uh, being illuminated, you finally see at last his own shadow upon the far wall matching exactly that which you've seen in your dreams. A raging behemoth. Tendrils of shadow uh, slipping from the face like uh, an awakened beard. The great leathery wings of a bat that could encompass the very sky. And a body that could be man. But it be man twisted by the devil. I need you to give me a wisdom saving throw, DC 17. Save. Save? You are not afraid. <coughs> you are 
not learning anything new. You have known that this is what has been beside you all along. It's been revealed before, but it's moments like these that remind you of its alien nature. It may adopt your form, but it is still something ancient, something horrid. Did I? You um, did learn his name. Did I ask him his name? Or you did it? not. Okay, cool. I've been sleeping for so long. You are the one who is to bring my mind back to me. If you die here, I stay sleeping forever. Is that what you want? For the truth to slip through our fingers. To never see the dawn again. Truthfully, I've been picked up and put into this game. The outcome, I don't know what the goal is. Maybe the dawn shouldn't come. Maybe you're not the one who should win. All I know is, I came to find truth and I've restored it live or die my conscience is clean Cthulhu how about yours as the name slips past your lips you die (laughs) (laughs) ashen flakes of flesh, of hair, of eye, of bone, of marrow, of sinew, of flesh, peel back from your gaunted expression. The cephalopod-like head stands before you now. No gaping maw, no lips of human make to whisper words back to you. Just the piercing voice echoing in the recesses of your deep mind. Truth seeker, you bandy words and names that are beyond your means. I feel more alive and authorized use such words and I have my entire life you great old ones and outer gods and elder gods you only take notice of us when it pleases you I only have worth to you because you need me truth seeker is an invalid title. If I'm the one who's supposed to help you regain your sanity, then I'm the key more than your pawn. And if I die here, so be it. <laughs> 
continue to sleep. God, and of course, Patrick. of course, you're gonna bring me back to life just because you're wanting to have the stars awaken. It's not for me. It's for the stars. God, as the tentacles race towards you, and you stand, cane in hand, ready to face them. We pull back. Jules. Lewis's screams have ceased. Okay. Carl's pained gasps are the only thing emitting. Give me an insight check. Seven. Seven? He's alive. Okay. You begin to hear. <laughs> Coming up the stairs behind you. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. As the death dog comes bounding up the spiral staircase, over to you, the uh, <laughs> thieves. <laughs> Teeth. I think I tried to say knives and teeth. <laughs> Teeth bared, he lunges at your at your Achilles tendon, trying in his utmost to bring you down. Um, it was not in the straight line, however, so it's not going to be a knocking prone strike. It's merely just going to be another bite. Uh, he gets two of these. Uh, natural twenty. Of course. And the first bite, and that's going to miss on the second bite. Fantastic. So, um, so it's going to be eight to start. <laughs> Just gonna take that. There we go. Jules, you're still up. Okay, great. And you feel like you could probably take a few more of those bites. Okay. But you're you're starting to get that tunnel vision. Yep. You're starting to suffer the effects of blood loss. No need to roll constitution saving throw because you are... Poisoned. Already poisoned. Hashtag. Um, hashtag poisoned. Um, that is the dog's turn. It is now Lewis's turn. Make that death saving throw. Bring this back to you. Okay. I'm going to turn and shoot the dog in the face. <laughs> Go for it. Um... <clears throat> Uh, yes? Well, if I use steady aim, then I can't move after I shoot it in the face. If I don't use stu- steady aim... It's a disadvantage. Then it's disadvantaged. Um, and I'd really like to move... But I won't because I, I need. I know about that symbiote's ability. That I, is awesome. Oh yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and use steady aim because I really need to kill the dog. Yes, you do. Yeah, it wouldn't help me if the gears kept going. Nope. <clears throat> that is 18. 18? Yeah. Uh, damage? No, to hit. Oh yes, that hits. So let's say good shot. And remember, you do get sneak attack. <gasps> That's right. Once again, just to remind you, though. I know. Going forward, 
uh, it, it requires an actual a... advantage. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's seven plus. Um, there's just this echoing in the uh, penultimate uh, chamber of Big Ben as the second and final death dog uh, meets its maker or lives up to its name, or dies up to its name. Hey! That was terrible. Um, so, uh, that is your bonus action, that is your movement, that is your action. This brings us now to... Uh, oh, but I haven't used my bonus action. Steady aim isn't your bonus action? Oh, it is, but I was going to interact with object. Okay, which object? <clears throat> my, my water skin. Okay. I just want to throw water on Robinson. I like it. Go ahead and give me a medicine check. With okay. advantage, so straight roll. That's a six. Plus. <laughs> He's delightfully damp. Okay. Oh, In well, London, it rains. <laughs> I was hoping it might wake him up, okay? I'm, I'm aware. I'll, I'll say that you saw him twitch a little bit. Okay, well, at least he's alive. Cool. Yeah. That, yeah, that would be... That would, that and Joseph's going to say... No, she's not going to say anything. She's freaked out. Just she's very freaked out. Oh, thank you for reminding me. Jules, no sanity check necessary. I need you to roll me a d6. You're insane. Oh, great. <laughs> Three? Three? Okay, you lose five points of sanity. Okay. Yep. Seeing Carl crushed by gears is a fairly... Fuck gears. I'm sorry, how many How many was it? Five. five. I think that believes you to 31? 29, 20, 29? You're below me. You are... Rapidly slipping down that scope there. Uh, Symbiote, it is now your turn. You need to survive. I'll roll my wisdom. Okay. Yes, please do. Roll for last time, too, because you didn't roll last time. I did. You did? Okay, never mind. I I don't. So if the Symbiote... So I'm I'm playing Symbiote right now. Okay, that's fine. Let's do... You are a being that... um, is the extension of your master's yeah. will, and it is just survival. Okay. So I'm going Start by to... giving me an occult check. Okay. I like that. Uh, add ten, because you are the symbiote. Because the symbiote... Well, never mind. I don't want to again. Yeah. Not very good. It's a uh, 17. Oh, dear. Yeah. Well, uh, with a 17, uh, the symbiote would sense that um, these trapped limbs are dead weight. Yeah. Um, so, what limbs are available to me? And, um, is my, so my gun hand still available? Gun hand's still available. Guns available? Uh, odds or evens? The Even. symbiote, the symbiote can't misty? God, I don't know if he could. Uh, okay. Yep, you or have, uh, old, not Old Faithful, you have your six-shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, Here's why. The ring is on the hand that's being crushed. So I'm betting that I don't even know if the ring survived. No. So um, that's how I missed it. It's because the, the ring on the hand. 
Give me a fresh occult check for the ring. Net one. Um, probably, probably not. Probably magic. The pact between the serpentine spirit of the cursed ring is with Carl, not with the symbiote. There you go. Okay. Cool. Um, I don't have any spells to throw any smite in it, nor do I think I could because I'm a symbiote, but I am going to uh, shoot the rest to try to um, break off from it. Very well. So, um, that's going to hit 17 plus 8. Um, I'm going to do... Uh, at this point in time, it would be less of uh, damage. So it hits. Um, I need you to give You're, me uh, either a... 127 hours. Yeah. Give me either a medicine check with advantage or a strength check with advantage. Nat 20. Nat 20? <laughs> Jules, you see the hand slump. Still there. And you see movement deep underneath the gears. Hot. Action two. Sec- second attack is for the other ankle. For the other leg. Yeah. No, that's not good. It's a ten. You can't quite get the angle. <laughs> um. Any bonus actions for you? I don't think I have any bonus actions. Because I've only got Misty Step with the ring, and the ring is now broken off. Yep, nope, that's it. Okay, that brings us uh, to Lewis. Is Lewis still alive? He's doing death saves. Jules. Okay, um, alright. When I was coming up, did I notice that like I'd be able to see the sides and like get to where this is? Uh, it'd be it, it, you'd be able to get to the sides of where all the gears are. Um, there is some slight uh, not chain link because obviously they didn't have chain link. Um, there's just some discouraging uh, metal wires that you could probably easily navigate through. Okay. Uh. Okay. I'm going to try to actively wake up Robinson because even if I do get Pat out of there, like I can't get two fully grown men out of here by myself. Very true. Okay. Um, medicine check with advantage, so straight roll. You need to be nice to me right now. Twelve. Twelve? Okay. As you... How do you, how do you go about this? Um... Well, so I'll get, I'll pick up my water skin, and I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna kind of shake him, and pat him on the, pat him on the face. Uh, I'm gonna like, <laughs> pat, 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 <laughs> so that my skin doesn't, doesn't touch him, and I'm gonna try to like put a little water in his mouth. In That's case... right, because you're in a Grecian dress right at the moment. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, with several things strapped of underneath course. me. But yep, yep, yeah. Um, <clears throat> the eyes flutter open. Oof. Okay, I'm gonna. Interact with objects, 
yep. pull down the the Jules. What are you wearing? I can't talk right now. We have to get Pat out of the gears. Just come with me, and then I'm gonna. Oh, fine. Yep. Free, free action. Yeah, I'll cut Shoot. his, I'll cut his binds, yep. and then start running down. Yeah, he's going to go. Where on earth are? My God, Carl! And he's going to chase after you. Yep. Okay. So that's uh, half his movement to get up, meaning he can get there. And, and I can run twice my speed for my bonus Dash. action. So you get all the way, because I assume you just do like a little yep. hurdle. You assume correctly. Yep, so you are able to get right to where the metal wires are. And now that you are there, I'm not even going to have you roll perception. You see this hunched, uh, pistol-drawn, bowler hat still crushed in the gears, hair completely out of disarray. This... <sighs> a bloody stump. I will have you. Ask, I will ask you to give me a perception check on that. Okay. Well, that's a natural one, okay. so I won't even roll my other one. Yep. So six. <laughs> yep. Um, just looking around wildly as he's looking at his trapped ankle, gun pointing at it. Going, <laughs> he's completely manic. Right. Uh, that well, is. I probably would be too. The end of your turn. <laughs> um, symbiote. Insight check. A breathing vessel is nearby. Uh, it's a 21. The breathing vessel is your friend. Or at least is the friend of your host. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna shoot my leg. Shoot the leg off. Ah. It's, a, it's in a trap. Uh, it's a 16. That just hits my armor class. Okay, so give me that advantaged medicine or advantage strength. Twenty-three. More than sufficient. Pat! Pat! <laughs> you okay? Yeah. Missing a foot. Missing a hand. Mind temporarily gone. The symbiote has freed itself, however. Give me in a renewed occult check. Plus 10, 24. Mm-hmm. The symbiote is adaptable. This flesh, fleshy prison will bleed out unless you flex. Yes. Yes. And Jules, in wonderment and horror much like how Father Monaghan had in the visions of the past or I should say the future you see from the two stumps Blackie just dripping with this mucus like liquid the fleshy tentacle appendages that burst from his ankle and his wrist and his forearm I should say as he starts pulling himself pushing himself through the various cogs and wires his own flesh is kicking on a slight almost gelatin like appearance as he pushes himself through now that his appendages are free more of Carl is becoming less and less recognizable as the symbiote yearns for freedom Carl your movement would take you to there. 
as the symbiote <laughs> spares a moment to look at you before <laughs> making its way towards the open air. With that, Carl, you are engaged in a battle of wills, a battle of survival. I need you to give me and a cold check. DC 10. No longer adding the symbiote, yeah. but your plus this five. Is 19. That's one success. <laughs> it's you. And we'll say uh, Robinson is uh, now at the bottom of the order, so. He uses his movement to dash, and he's now behind you, going, Jules, I thought I saw... Oh my god, what's wrong with him? Steady, Inspector. I'm, I'm going to run over, and I'm going to stand in front of Pat. I'm going to say, Pat, let me help you. Let me help you. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I'll call this a persuasion check. Okay. Sixteen. Sixteen? Pat, deep in the recesses of your mind, you are holding your cane fully unsheathed, slashing away at these tentacles as they <laughs> continue to try and enshroud you in their fleshy embrace. They are trying to pull you into the maw of Cthulhu. He is done letting the truth seeker play the piece. It is his turn. And as you slash away, slash away, valiantly with all your might, you do hear, Pat, 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 let me help you, help you, help you. She can help. There is a risk. Not just to you, but to her as well. Will you let her help you? here in Big Ben to save her, I'm not going to put her at risk of being swallowed by Cthulhu or whatever else. Like, that's that's more important than me surviving this. Roll a d6 for me. One. You may tell her one word. <laughs> <laughs> Jules, as you <coughs> look up into the slength, uh, lengthening, slack-jawed face, his uh, pallor becoming increasingly pale, his eyes a putrid yellow with seafoam green suns at their corneas, one of them flashes to the very familiar frosty blue. You're not smart? No, I wish no. I was smart. That was five words. <laughs> you get I. <laughs> I. I. Well, your eyeball or, or pronoun? What are we talking about? 
Or, or are you saying hello? You know, yes, as a sailor. Jules, you still have your bonus action and some of your movement. Uh, he still has one hand? Yep. I shove my ring of protection on him. I need you to roll me a D4. Not a D1! checks or something. The ring slips on his finger. Okay. You see a brief moment where the other eye flashes blue, flickering like a strobe light. One eye is still blue. The other is still the putrid yellow. As he continues to slump forward. Are you counting that as my action or interactive object? Interactive object. Okay. I counted the persuasion check as your. Oh, I forgot that I did that. Yep. That's right. Okay. Um, I'm gonna shoot him in the face. Well, I want to go shoot Lewis in the head so that he's dead. Um, but I can't do that on this turn. So I'm just gonna stay put for the moment. Okay. Symbiote, it is your turn. You move past the ally. Your human hand, warm. It burns a little, but that's not important. You have bigger concerns. You need someplace dark, someplace wet, someplace cold. The sea. You need the sea, the shore, a dark hole to heal. You start making your way towards the open air. 5, 10, 15, 20. Defenestration! 25, 30. 
Jules, as you watch Carl. Slurping and sliding towards the... Clock face? Clock face. The open door. You see bulging behind his back. A large canvas of membrane flesh erupts from one side. One from the other. A bastardized representation of wings. Some fallen angel. As he... Continues to make his way towards the edge. That's the end of his turn. It is now. Success. Success. Goodbye, Lewis. Even if he succeeds, he'll be unconscious for at least an hour. I hope. Natural <laughs> 20. Um, <laughs> it is now Robinson's turn, and he's going to run towards the symbiote. Five. Can 10, I use my reaction? 15, 20. Say don't. 20. He gets. But Carl! He's not stable. If he wins, he wins. If not, we don't want to be here. If he wins? If he wins, what, what are you talking about? What is happening to him? Can, can we have this conversation right now? <laughs> but, yep, yeah, you can give me one more exclamation. You gotta love um, good anime moments. Uh, <laughs> oh, I mean, no, my invincible battle armor. How I mean, I've, se- I've seen this kind of thing before, yes. so... Yep. Say, Just never to this extent. Right. Say, uh, he's not in control of his his body. I think he's trying to get control back. Good God. I love Robinson. Robinson's great. Thanks, Robinson. Top of the order. Okay, cool. Uh, so I'm going to run to the side and uh, I'm going to shoot Lewis in the head. <laughs> Five, ten, fifteen. You can see parts of his torso Maybe like the lower part of his jaw that's been ripped clean off, um, his arm and one of his legs dangling. So uh, you oh. can try to hit parts of him, but it's going to be a little bit more challenging than normal, simply because he's behind basically full cover. So I can't move around to any point to see. You you started there, which took you fifteen. You could continue trying to explore around. Uh, I mean, I'll just go back up to the top and turn the controls back on. <laughs> okay. 15, 20, 25. I'll just let him finish getting all squashed in there. It's what he wanted. Uh, 30, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. So with your bonus action dash, that gets you there. Okay. So with your action, you can get there and then interact with objects. Sure. Great. Let's do that. So I'll undo what I did. Clutch. So gross. Awful. Yep. I don't even need to. Oh, well, no. Even if I rolled the full 100, it wouldn't. You'd be dead. Yep. Cool. Okay, and then I'll roll my wisdom save. Sounds good. Please. With the. Wait. Well, no. Saves are not a disadvantage. No, I know, but that still wasn't good enough. Okay. It was a nine. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I can't roll good on these wisdom saves. Carl. Give me an... Uh, the first cult check was a DC 10. This next occult check is a DC 15. So the ring doesn't give him any bonus? Not currently. Oh, I'm sorry. 
15, 20, 25. You spend the rest of this turn fine-tuning the membrane appendages. It wouldn't do to fall to your death at this time. In fact, this flesh is a little... It's not aerodynamic enough. Oh, it's my face. Your neck elongates, and they become more arrow-like in appearance. All right. Brings us to Robinson. He's going to go 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30... Carl! Carl! Give me an insight check. That, my friends, is a 16. Just enough to recognize it as not a threat. Thank heavens. I was going to be like, if Robinson dies right now, I will be very mad. I thought I was going to have to drag your body out of here. You're one of the greatest men I've ever known. Whatever this is, you can fight it. And and then you can come have tea with me and the kids. Me and Clara. We'll have dinner. We'll finally have that dinner we've been putting off. Fight him now. Fight him. Oh, bless you, Robinson. He's so good. I love this guy. Brings us to the top of the order. Okay, um, so I'm coming back down. I just wanted to make sure Lewis was properly taken care of. 30, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. You still have your action left. I just don't even know what to do for Pat at this point, because he refused my help. I gave him my ring. Uh... Um... With the ring gone. You sense a presence of gnawing at your mind. Of course I do. If you wish to fight it off, I will require an occult check. Yeah, I, I want to fight it off. I don't want to talk to him right okay. now. DC 10 occult check. You get to add uh, 5 plus your arcana. Not right now. Bad conversation. Yeah, no. Not with my disadvantage. Gotcha. What'd you roll just now out of curiosity? Four. Oof. Yeah. Plus five, minus one. Yep. Oh. As you as you start to extend your hand towards Robinson and towards the the uh, balcony of Big Ben, you feel that <laughs> before oh no. Before <laughs> pulled back through through the walls, over London, over the ocean into the glacier. Very irate. Very put out. Now is not the time. Foolish of you to throw away your protection so willingly, wouldn't you say? I didn't throw it away. Mm. Seems like it's doing a fat lot of good, doesn't it? Yep. Perhaps you'd like our help now? What can you do? 
We can stall our brother. We can speak to his more temperate nature. We can perhaps forego this consumption of your friend. All we ask for in turn. The book, the talisman, the shrine. Do you want the actual book or the copy of the book? I've only ever seen the copy of the book, so... Your laissez-faire attitude. I've had quite the day! Sorry. Apologize better. Forgive me. Losing my temper. I've had a rough few days. Is not humility the better setting for your species? Is that not easier in our conversations? You didn't answer my question. The copy, as you say, should lead to the tome itself. There may be our ritual inscribed in this bastardized plagiaristic volume. We are not certain. Look for the pages that bear this symbol. And he flares in his hand uh, a green smoke that resembles... Think of your rune of protection, only instead of an eye in the middle of this star. The star itself comes to form the hooded figure. If a ritual bears this emblem, it will suffice. If you are able to save Patrick, then I'll get the three things. But if you can't, no deal. Give me a persuasion check. We will say because you are not in your body, it is not a disadvantage. Well, that's hey, great. There's no clock. You're beyond the time. Nineteen. Typically, we would demand a show of faith. However, your pluckiness appeals to our more base desires. Therefore, we will undergo this transaction, but understand this seed of darkness. Should you even think to renege, our vessels will seek you to the ends of the earth. Our eyes will find every hole you can hide in, and you will spend the last moments of your life bemoaning the day you reneged. 
Do we understand each other? Well, if that's all. The folds of the yellow cloak reach out towards you. And from its confines, a putrid, rotting appendage. It turns its hand, and upon its middle finger, the inverted insignia upon a ring of its own. A show of fealty to bind. <sighs> um, I'll lean forward and kiss the ring. <laughs> Worst day ever. <laughs> yank you back to your body. You have... Think of it as haste has been cast upon you. Okay. You have movement, and you have action, and the knowledge that you need to touch him. Okay. I'm going to Pat. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. As the strips of flesh begin to fall off of Pat, gross. one at a time, gross. just revealing this gross. undulating gross. darkness. Gross. gross, gross, gross. One tendril of shadow leaking out of his mouth before it's splitting off into more as he just grows more and hunched and it extended, extended, and ready to take flight. You reach out to one of the few remaining human elements, that human hand the ring of protection. Carl. Dental listener, tonight's snack is a bowl of gushers. I will take gushers over potato chips. I chose them. Any day of the night. So Any we day, day of the, of the night. night. Any day of the night. Any day of the night. <laughs> I was in court today, okay? I'm tired. Because dark was the night. No, I'm not going to say it out. Um, Carl. You are feeling yourself pulled in. You're able to fight things off. The sword flashing out of your cane. Your own eldritch energy pouring around you. You and Cthulhu, the slumbering god, are clashing. Your own spectral form has emerged like a spiritual guardian, seafoam green, pushing back the tentacles. It is a close struggle. Light begins to emanate from behind you. You turn. The figure's face turns towards you. And you see, walking into this mindscape, Jules, her hand extended towards yours, and behind her, a great cackling behemoth, waves of yellow cloth. <laughs> Too long, brother! Too long! Cthulhu and the Yellow King 
come together. Kaiju! Let them fight. Unholy sounds undulating. Telilikis, the <laughs> impacts of flesh upon cloth, of tearing of sinew. It is beyond any kind of scale of mortal comprehension. It is as if you're watching the very stars, the nebulas, the supernovas clash into one another, given this physical form deep within the recesses of your mind. In this silent island of this terrible battle. Jules, you may speak with Pat directly. Um, I made a deal. <laughs> Why? Because you're the most important thing. Well, isn't this just the gift of the Magi? I didn't read that one. Well, you can skip it. Will you please come with me? What was your deal? You know, same old, same old. Talisman, retain a book. Talisman, shrine, book. Oh, that's fine. I thought you were gonna, like, you know, switch places with me or something like that. That's... No, I did that once. I didn't like it. No. It's a bad... And, and Robinson's waiting, and and we have my trial, and, and we gotta go. And I need to get my jacket back. We're gonna... Great. Right, yeah. Sounds yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll let them uh, do their thing, I guess. <laughs> Maybe if we're lucky, they'll kill each other off. You see Cthulhu ram its massive arm through the King in Yellow, only for him to <laughs> apparate, uh, whether it be ten miles or ten feet. It's... I think we should go, yeah. I kind of like this. She's going to grab the front of his shirt and (laughs) tug him. Binds of cloth begin to constrict the arms of Cthulhu. You have grown so weak, brother. When I am freed, then you will have no hope but to bow to me, finally. If you think that you will be able to hold me long, Huster, you have another thing in mind. The truth will be found. Is that not right, my key? <laughs> You'll have to catch him first. <laughs> the wisp of the portal of the fog separating your mind from the physical world begins to diminish. Jewels, you step through. The black ichor is beginning to drip off of Pat's form. Pat, you stand at the threshold. I'm really scared what's going to happen when I step back into my body. (laughs) I am. Carl doesn't know that. Ah! I hate this. Um, Cool, yeah, I'm, I'm going for it. You can't escape! You can never escape! There's truth to be sought. See ya. 
His name's Pat. I didn't say that, I, but I just wanted fine. to. I liked it. <laughs> I like it. You can have said it. Okay. Tendrils of the tentacles of shadow reach towards you. You step through. Maybe yay. Maybe boo. <laughs> as you do, Jules, you watch as the fleshy black ichor-like appendages fall off one by one until all that is left is a very pale bleeding wounded but alive and intact oh okay I was like is my face like re like no I mean the same think thing like a very mind. terrible sunburn well, it is right. very fresh, that's exposed, a lot better than, like, you know, raw wings skin. Wings ripping from my back and my face yep. is now, you know, Inspector! Narrow. I'm now tearing off, like, strips of my mega red dress, and... I'm going, I'm going We were at a f- Greek feast down, for, well, like, we weren't at it, but we were sneaking through it. And anyway, so I'm going to tear off the start tearing off strips and wrapping up his wounds with all the knowledge I'd picked up from him okay. over the past few years. Yep. Um, Drink it. Drink it. Yep, it exactly. Luckily, Robinson knows a few things himself. <laughs> and, Carl, your hand is gone. Your foot is gone. You're pretty certain you still have a collapsed lung. But you are, thankfully, alive. Robinson props up one arm over you. The other arm goes over Jules. And the three of you begin your descent through Big Ben in silence. Um, as we're, to start. As we're going down just out of fun... I want to see if um, now that this connection has been severed, dampened, whatever, if I can use Truthseeker's gaze and flex a little bit of the Eldritch energy, or if that was tied to my connection to Cthulhu. Give me an occult check. 16. 16. You strain to tap into that energy. It's there, but muted. You don't know if it's because of your own fatigue or if because Cthulhu is otherwise indisposed. All you know is that this bears further thought. As the three of you descend, Robinson begins to chuckle. I knew you'd see it, Pat. I knew you would see it. (laughs) A bloody idiot. (laughs) He was even reading them as I wrote them, you know? But I knew you would get it. Don't worry, Miss Walker. We'll stand there tomorrow together. 
you'll have earned your freedom. Tenfold. Hundredfold. Thank you. Um, so, as she's helping to carry Pat, hives are breaking out all along. Like, this has been a lot more oh, physical yeah. touch than ever, so she has hives breaking out ever, everywhere, and the, the moving has dislodged the wrap a little bit, so if anyone looks, they can definitely see the scar, scar on her yeah. back and shoulder. Right, so, next step is to get you to a hospital. Yes. Actually, probably wouldn't be a bad idea for the goodness gracious Miss Walker. Yes, I think a hospital for all of us is well in order. <clears throat> uh, of course, I must send word. Uh, Nigel, no doubt, is <laughs> taking this opportunity to try and seize control, and of course, I'm sure Clara is worried sick. Poor dear, I hope it hasn't. I do a little, I, Jules looks over at me, and I do a little, like, not right now. Like, we need a much better, calmer time to yeah. bring that piece yep. of information to him. You all exit Big Ben. The unconscious form of the one you spared, gone. The one who was not so lucky that the symbiote had devoured in part. Still very there, still very headless. Gross. As you make your way to the streets of Westminster, a couple of the guards who had been standing near the gates. Hi, what do you think is going on? Oh my lord! Somebody send for a doctor! Someone get for <coughs> Get the town car! Hurry! Oh, thank goodness. Um, Robinson steps forward and goes, I'm Inspector Robinson! Not dead. I'm here. Jules Walker and Carl Patrick have saved my life. And he's in gross need of medical assistance. Inspector? Inspector! Oh, we, we, were so, we thought you were gone. Oh, oh, Christ! Oh, this is fantastic. Oh, thank God Nigel is in charge. <laughs> um... As soon as there's an, an opportune moment, I'm going to send someone to retrieve my jacket. Yep. Uh, this goes on. Um, I'm definitely like it. You know the the pain of my wrist or my leg. I I'm controlling it by being extremely polite and. <laughs> Uh, like logical about everything and anytime any of the police guard is getting close to mentioning anything about Robinson's disappearance and his home and his family it's like smokescreen divert like it's like let's talk about something else or like you know like what, whatever it is I'm I'm my, no, my, my main time. my main objective in being next to Robinson right now is to shield him from that information as long as possible. Give me an overall charisma check. Uh, Jules helping, so advantage. I'm helping. Thank you. Dirty 20. Beautiful. Um, honestly, more often than not, when people are approaching the, you, you, the three of you, uh, the sight of your mangled form is a very good distractor. Good. Um, Jules, there is a close call here or there, but 
um, a quick... Uh, you have a little bit of a reputation with Scotland Yard, and a very brief silencing glare is often enough to uh, cease what Pat cannot. Robinson doesn't pick up on any of this. Great. Unless you're brought to Victoria's Hospital. You're shown a room. You're bandaged. And you are given morphine. That's good. Carl? Go ahead and roll me a d6 at two. And can we pause for a moment so I can go potty? Seven. Absolutely. Seven. You regain seven points of sanity. <laughs> and we're back. After Jules has gone pee. <laughs> it wasn't Jules. Yeah, that was me. It's true. Carl, as the morphine begins to alleviate your pain and restore your sanity, Jules... Your coat draped over your shoulders as a nurse is presenting you with a, a salve to begin rubbing over your uh, rash. And Robinson is just standing with his arms steepled behind his back, taking deep breaths as he takes in the rapidly in and out of consciousness, Carl, and you gently applying the salve. And he just goes... Miss Walker, I am not certain what enemies the two of you have made in the last five years, but they are ruthless, and their influence or their abilities to cling to these shadows you are clearly in over your heads. It's bigger than us. It's... Somehow, Pat and I have become pawns in some kind of... cosmic game. <laughs> and I don't know why we were chosen. I don't know why all this is happening to us. And I... I'm terrified. I'm terrified for... everyone that knows us. And Anyway, I'm... I'm so sorry. Well. But I think it's... I think it's just trying to destroy everything. Well. We certainly won't let, let that happen, will we? Not without a fight. No. <clears throat> we started on this road together. Carl, helping me get to my position where I am giving me the influence to listen to his advice regarding a young murderess acting in the benefits of a fellow woman. Letting us take the chance to stick it to the lords. Show them that just because we're born in the gutter doesn't mean we belong there. I'm proud to call you my compatriots. You've, you've done me such... I can't imagine my children going through this life without a father. Walter. Carl, oh, come my good man, you shouldn't be trying to speak right now. But you... What? But you promised me to stay here by my bedside tonight. 
me a uh, persuasion check with advantage. I didn't see what the first one was. Okay, so that's a 13. 13? Okay. Um, he rolled a 18 on insight. I think, uh, think Miss Walker here would be much better company than I, Carl. What's wrong? Walter has to be. You have to stay. Stay, please. Please. Very well, Carl. Very well. Just let me send word to my family. Walter, just stay, please. need to send word to Claire and the children. Walter, just stay. I need you to stay here. Why are you saying that, Carl? He needs to know, Pat. I need to know what? Tomorrow morning. Not now. What? Walter, just stay. What do I need to know? Nothing. Stay. You see. As his eyes grow wider and wider. Frantic. The bags becoming more defined. He stands up slowly, looking to you searchingly. Where's my family? You can't talk to them to stay here. I will explain it tomorrow. None of us are in a state to accept it tonight. Please. Accept. There's nothing to be done what? at this moment. Walter, trust me, please don't do this. He looks at you, Jules. What isn't he telling me? Speak, damn it! Why can't I talk to my family? They're gone, Inspector. We thought you were gone too. And that's why I went back and I killed him. What do you mean, gone? To, 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 to her mother's in, in the countryside. Nurse, doctor, to go see that, to go see that, uh, that, that, that abusive hag. That's my mother-in-law, right? I'm gonna come up. I'm gonna come up to Inspector. Say, the house has gone too. Nurse, the kids. But Jules is just gonna start crying. Nurse! Because she knew Robinson's kids. Yes. This man yes. needs to be sedated now. What? what? Goodness gracious, Inspector, you... Don't touch me! Jonathan. Emily. Clara. Oh, Clara. 
proximity and just cry just to be there and cry with him as his animalistic screams reverberate down the halls of Victoria's Hospital this undiscernible third eye through which we the storytellers view becomes a wash of color. The flashes of the white cloaks and black aprons of the, vo- of the, of the doctors, the nurses, the surgeons, all convalescing around Walter Robinson, binding his arms as he tears at his clothes, at his chest, rending his own chest, bloody streaks, little ribbons and rivulets, ripping out his hair before he is at last forcefully, as gently as possible, subdued, a syringe placed into his neck. His last moment of lucidity looks at you. Give me an insight check. Nine. He could be asking for answers. He could be blaming you. It's hard to tell as his own features are muddied through the presence of your own tears. Carl, it is after he has been carted out of the room, after the two of you have sat in silence for a couple hours, when your right hand feels warm and you feel a gentle settling around your mind and body as you finally attune to the ring of protection. In this echoing silence, is there anything that the two of you wish to accomplish in the waiting hours of this day. Whether it be conversations, words to be sent, or mere lamentations to be held. The stage is yours. Just 
I'm sorry. How much free will do we have? If we're possessed by demons, tossed about in a game between galaxies fighting each other. Do we have free will? And oh. if we do have free will, does it have any impact? I want to um, grab a feather sticking out from one of the pillows. Okay. And I'm going to go over to Pat with the feather. And I'm going to start to tickle his nose with the feather. I'm going to bat at it, away at it with my left hand. Out <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, I don't know about you, but this feels 100% me. I don't think some cosmic being <laughs> told me to come tickle you with this feather. Bat, bat. I think to at least a degree. Tickle, tickle. We have some free will. Maybe we have free will. But the outcome is already destined. We saved Mrs. Britton when she died. Is that destiny? I... I one one deal with a great old one, elder god, whatever your friend was, falls through, another arises to take its place. Vacuums and void vacuums, voids, pressures and low pressures. Well maybe it's all futile, you know. Futile. Fut whatever that word is. Maybe it's all that. Yeah. Maybe it's all that. But I'm at least gonna try, right? And while I'm trying and fighting and struggling against whatever these dark powers are, I'm gonna start tickling his nose again. I'm gonna try to enjoy myself at least a little. Is this annoying? Very much. Good. <laughs> Long rest? Uh, yeah, I'd like one of those a lot. I'd really, really could like I, one yeah, of those. Yeah, could I get some of those, uh, um, I don't know, all my spell slots back? That'd be really nice. Okay. Uh, Carl, do you give Jules back the Ring of Protection, or are you keeping it for now? Kindly remove Ring 
protection from your inventory. Oh, that's right. My... It's oh, not rest. Britain magic where the ring can exist in two places at no, the no, no, same no, no, that's time. Fine. I just forgot that it also boosted my armor class, so that's okay. Yeah. It, it disintegrated. Oh, it did? Yeah. Um, okay. I gave Sleep. it to him, so I'm not going to ask it back. Comes to the both of you. Avoid. Free of dream. No haunting visions. No nice memories or dreams otherwise. You're woken by the sounds of a clumsy orderly stumbling through the hallways in the early hour mornings. Early hours of the morning. Breakfast is brought. Brace of eggs, dry toast, side of beans. Beans are a little cold, but nothing too bad. This moment you miss Lottie's cooking. You've informed that Walter Robinson has gone into shock. He is completely catatonic. And what moments out of Catatonia that he does have are fits of violent rage. He did not sleep. And he will be staying at Victoria's Hospital until his condition improves. Carl, prognosis has not been given for you. The morphine continues to drip through your system. It's a haze, and a familiar one. But in the wake of this brush of death, in the wake of naming that which was not named, haven't you earned this respite? Is as the two of you are eating and you are feeling a reuppance of your dosage, and you hear a at the hospital room store. Mr. Patrick, Miss, Miss Walker, it's Jimmy's. You can come in, Jimmy's. He opens the door. You see that he is holding his constabulatory helmet underneath his arm, and he's in full uniform. But you found the inspector. Mm -hmm. He'd been kidnapped. <clears throat> yes, well. Miss Walker. I'm afraid you need to come with me. Yes, all right. told them to give us another week. I told them with Mr. Patrick being like that and Robinson only just being found having just lost his family. I, I said I said 
justice required a week, at least. I'm only a constable, Miss Walker. They didn't listen to me. Thank you anyway. We'll go to that coffee house after you're exonerated. Right. Um, Jimmy's, can you do me a favor? Yes, of course. Um, I'm going to pull out the letter that I'd written to Anne. It's mm -hmm. in my pocket. Can you make sure this gets into the post? Of course. Thank you. Mr. Patrick. Stenographer from the hearing committee is coming to take your take on all of this, as obviously you are not able to be moved at this moment. Spare no details, sir. No details at all. I will probably be exhaustive. Very good, sir. I'm sorry, Miss Walker, but they insisted you wear these. Of course they did. Hey, let me do it. Of course. He oh. hands you the handcuffs. I'll put them on myself behind my back. Oh. It's really quite talented. Bet you can get out of them just as quick, though, right? Yeah, but you probably shouldn't tell them that. <laughs> of course not. Of course I'll watch over her, Mr. Patrick. You have my word. Jake, help me out. Help, help me. Help me to Robinson's room. I need to... Help me to Robinson's room. Uh, 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 give me an intimidation check. <laughs> 19. Just for posing, it's natural one. Yeah, oh my gosh! Yeah, Jimmy's. Miss <laughs> Walker, kindly stay put. <coughs> On daylight today, I'm not going to disobey orders. <laughs> of course not. Uh, and he um, gets uh, a cane, mm -hmm. your cane, mm -hmm. and he starts to hand it to your left hand and go. Sorry. <laughs> and to your right instead. I'll take some adjustment. Left right, hand, right foot. Right foot. Yep. Yep. So, and he starts to grab your Thank elbow you. on the other hand. Yep. Thank you. He'd be really bad at Twister. I think I'd be great, because I can leave one hand on the red and one hand on the blue. Oh! oh. always there. I'm ready. Oh. We're good. <laughs> hey, pick up my hand. Perfect. Move Thank it over. Perfect. Um, Easy. It takes you the better part of 15 minutes, but you do eventually get to uh, Robinson's room, uh, a floor up where the padded walls are. Nice. Um, you see uh, two burly men are sitting directly outside. Uh, oh, hey, officer? Yes, I'm Officer Jimmy's, and um, I'm bringing Private Investigator Carl Patrick in order to see the inspector. I kindly... Demand that you step aside. Hey, uh, well, officer, you just you need, need to... Okay, well, whatever. And the two of them part and open the door. 
Would you like me to come inside with you, sir? Or... No. Very well. You go on inside and I will stand guard here to make sure that no official police business is interrupted. Do you think he knows that we heard the whole interaction? I really wouldn't push him. You go now, Bess. Yes! beside his bed. He's in a straitjacket. Eyes closed. Breathing harsh. How, how old are his kids? Uh, his kids were eight and four. Oh. But Jules is crying. Mm-hmm. Jonathan was the younger. Emily the elder. my hand. Doesn't care what we lose. As long as truth and justice are served. So that Jules would die. Jules is their legacy, and you.
say whatever I want to the stenographers. You know that that they're going to twist my words and say I'm swayed by my close relationship with the girl. It has to be you. And I'm going to cast uh, Lesser Restoration on him. Um, removing a disease or a condition. It says blind, deaf, and paralyzed poison, so I'm trying to do one of those. Okay. Just to try to Give me cool check. snap him from that. Plus five. Dirty 20. As you were talking, close your eyes as the images of those two young blonde children come to your mind. It's almost too much to bear. And when you open your eyes, his are furrowed and fixated on you, twitching. As you talk about how Jules is their legacy, you see him beginning to bite his lip to such an extent that blood is dripping down. Just as he breathes in sharply through his teeth as if he's been burned, sensing that he's about to unleash a cacophony, a storm of screams, blaming, what have you. Your hand gently comes up and touches his own. And although it is faded, that eye flashes that seafoam green for hints of a moment. Boom. Emanating from your body, a calming, purifying. I always loved hearing stories about you and Jules. You were a hero I could never be for them. Working outside the law. Helping us poor bumbling inspectors. <laughs> Emily would try and climb our banister pretending that they were the stories of some high lord's tower and that she, the nimble Miss Walker, would learn their secrets. All Jonathan wanted for Christmas this year was a bowler. I picked out the perfect one. It's my help. Go back to your room. 
bloody cripple. It's all those gorillas out there. I can't very well get ready with my arms tied. Robbins. I, I warned you, I could have told Inspector you. Inspector Robinson will be uh, accompanying you and Miss Walker to the hearing. His shoulders slump. In relief. <laughs> Only you, Mr. Patrick. Only you. Well, you heard the man. Go take off his jacket. I mean, we really should wait for the doctors. I said go get you. All right. They shoulder past you. Oh, boy, too. Yeah. <laughs> you are guided back to your room. My leg's probably bleeding so bad right oh, now. Oh, it really is. <laughs> the worst. You are uh, basically put under. And you have one more moment of consciousness to say something as Jimmy's helps the inspector get ready. Thanks to you. Always thanks to you. Not always. Pretty much, pretty much always. And with that, Carl slips under. Walter Robinson, in his capacity as inspector, demands that you not be guided in like some common criminal. He removes the handcuffs himself. You make your way, not to Scotland Yard, but instead to the halls of Parliament, to one of the many hearing chambers that echo in these halls of justice, of law. You're taken to a rather crowded amphitheater. The upper balconies filling with undesirables and lordlings alike. A sea of white-wigged men in benches on either side of you. And in front of you, three empty chairs. But do they have time to, like, put on something nice, or am I just going in my... You were literally brought in in your coat, and... My torn-up Megara dress. Torn awesome. Dress. I look great. I look great at this hearing. You're ready. <sighs> a man wielding a large staff comes in, slams it twice on the ground, and all talking ceases. Now comes to order the court of Queen Victoria. Here to hear the parole hearing of Miss Jules Walker. Case file PAR 6294. Presiding over these proceedings, the Honourable Judge Edward Thorne. Entering in black robes and an even more ostentatious white wig. The very corpulent judge 
but first overseeing your proceedings five years prior. He's a little bit grayer in the face. His stubble, not neatly taken care of. Definitely more salt than pepper. I'll nod to him. Representing the civilian council. Lord Edward Knightley. Sir Edward Knightley. Not Lord. He's the civilian council. Sir Edward Knightley. Uh, Here's a man that you're not familiar with. He has cropped kind of sandy blonde hair. Uh, He's wearing bifocal spectacles that um, almost make his eyes appear unnaturally large. He's wearing simple black brocade with um, gold polish buttons. It's not a military uniform, but it's almost like a mockery of one. Mockery's the wrong word. Imitation. It is formal meets uniform. And he sits down with three large uh, satchels of notes. A brief look from your eagle eyes. Those are the numerous case files that you and Patrick have tackled over the course of the last five years. And last, and certainly not least, assistant to the Home Secretary, Lieutenant Abraham Hayes. And the final figure that comes out uh, is wearing a green, kind of subdued green, forest green top hat. Um, He is walking with a cane, and there is a noticeable limp and a hump as his uh, hat and collar obscure most of his form as he seems to be struggling to get into his chair. Sorry, I was struggling when I was taking... No, remind me the judge's name. Um, Judge's name was Edward Thorne and then it was Edward Knightley from the Civilian Council and finally Abraham Hayes the assistant to the Home Secretary. Sorry, hold on. Make sure I get this down. The Home Secretary is just about to be replaced, right? Yeah. Abraham Hayes? Mm-hmm. Okay. But not yet. Sounds and you good. see immediately that Hayes has grabbed one of these papers and is holding them in front so he can begin perusing their many files. And we don't know who's who to replace by, right? Nope. Correct. No. Yeah. Um, you, you're closer on that case than I am. So. Uh, Judge Thorne uh, looks puzzly to the left where the uh, assistant to the Home Secretary has been seated. And he says, Now see here, before we begin these proceedings, I was under the impression that it was going to be uh, Lance Tuttle who was in charge of... Uh, the Home Secretary's office. Yes, well, there's a new Home Secretary 
coming through. So, no assistance and whatnot. And as he removes his top hat, you see you Abraham Hayes. You gotta be kidding me. Is none other than Peabody. What? I shot his face. You shot his heart. Well, I shot his heart. I should have shot his face. Hmm. Well then, I say we should begin proceedings. Wouldn't you agree, Miss Walker? And that is where we will end this session. No. Of dark no. was the night. No. No. Well, because well, because Alex still needs to have his dinner date. Alex still hasn't had his dinner date, but we are going to do that some other time. Maybe no. it's a, a happy interlude no. before we go into Jules's no, favorite character. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We hope you had a spooky good time. I know I did. I'm Roosevelt. I'm sorry. I'm in trouble. <laughs> and we're, we're going, going to, to Disneyland. Disneyland.